The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 191. I'm your host, Greg Miller, alongside. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Beyond. E3 is, like, right there, Colin. I know, my God. Uh, how tired are you? You tired yet? I'm really tired, yeah. Gosh. Oh, so much stuff went up on IGN today. Seven NGP previews. An Uncharted exclusive, a DC Universe Online exclusive, a Resistance exclusive, a Mass Effect exclusive, something else. I forget what. A lot of things went up. There's all the stuff in the end of the day I can't talk about yet because I hope to have this up before then, even though I don't know if I will. 17 news stories. I tell you, I'm tired. It's, it's been a good. It's, it's a been good. Long. It's been. It's been a bit. It's always busy before E3, yeah. and then it gets even busier during E3. So yeah. Well, I think this year it's gonna be different. I think E3 next week we're gonna be busy running around seeing games. However, I don't think it's going to be as crazy as it could be. I think we're in a, I think we've covered a lot of it already. Yeah, well, that's that's because we worked our magic. We worked a lot of magic. Uh, so yeah, I'm a bit tired. I'm, I had like four, four, four and a half hours sleep. Yeah, me too. That's on that's. I've I've only had four hours of sleep a night for the past week or so because I wake up with my stomach. Uh, you want you want to talk about your stomach? What's going on, Colin? I don't know, man. I, I I'm in a lot of pain this last week or so. I I, I have a history, a long and sordid history of stomach problems since I was a kid. Um, not to be too graphic, but most of those are lower GI problems, so it's like colon problems. What's a GI? Gastrointestinal. Yeah, exactly. I'm caught up now. Thank you. So my problems have never been upper GI, which is like you know stomach and esophagus and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But this uh-huh. is like a stomach, like bonafide stomach problem, which is new to me, as opposed to being like a colon problem, I guess. So I don't know. It's been a lot of pain. I feel like I'm being stabbed in the stomach basically 24 hours a day. So it's. Uh-huh. So I went to the good. doctor yesterday. Took a bunch of blood tests. Gave me some meds, and they're not working yet. But I, I assume I'm not giving them enough time to do that. Yeah, magic. you need to let that get in there. Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing the best I can. Gonna, I, I feel like I need it. to keel over. Are you gonna make it? Yeah, I'll be. I think, okay? I think I'll be all right. I'm a little concerned because I can't eat anything I like to eat anymore. But that sucks. No yeah. orange juice. No, no. Your, yeah, your, they told me to get immune systems done. Yeah, they told me. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I think I might be immune to sugar. You're already immune to sugar anyway. Yeah. Um, that's a podcast being yeah, be, a joke being, yeah no orange juice which is a big thing for me because I drink about two gallons of it a week and yeah. that's probably why my stomach is eroding So, uh, first question of the week came into beyond at IGN.com it's from Robbie says what's going on with the total lack of reviews for Hunted as of now if you google it nothing comes up except maybe one site has no one played this game was there some sort of some sort of embargo that says the game can't be reviewed and he said revised reviewed until a certain date or are you guys still playing it Took I'm a couple hours in oh I'm sorry it took a couple hour of hours to get into it, but I'm digging it, and I was just wondering what others thought about it. Thanks, Rob Beyond. Uh, Rob, the whole reason Ryan Clements is not here is because uh, he is playing The Hunted right now, mm. trying to get it out the door before he goes to E3. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, we like to point out here on Podcast Beyond and IGN.com, if you don't see a review the day the game comes out, and it's not E3. Obviously, some games are coming right. out next week, E3. We can't help you there. But... Usually it's because the company not that confident in their game. That yeah. that's that's a red flag, ladies and gentlemen. If you if it's oh it's Tuesday, let's go check the review for X Y Z. Oh, it's not up. That's weird. Yeah, it means but, yeah they were so they weren't sure how this one was going to review. Most likely, obviously, this there's some exceptions. Broad brush here. I'm using. Right, right. 
Most likely, though, it's that, yeah, they weren't sure how this one was going to do. Maybe, you know, maybe it's a piece of garbage. Maybe they think it's just going to be for some, you know, some people are going to love it. Some right, people right. are going to hate it. You know, what, you know what game comes out during E3 that we've already reviewed, though, Greg? Uh, Infamous 2, I believe. Uh, indeed. indeed. Uh, so what did we give that? We gave that like a 7 5, right? Yeah, I gave so it like good. a 7 7. No, you gave it a 9 point. Yeah, we talked amazing. about that. Amazing. It's an amazing. No, we no, didn't. We didn't. Last we didn't. week, it wasn't up yet. It yeah. wasn't up yet. Gosh, it's... we didn't know if we could talk about it or not. In, in the E3 time frame, that story seems so long ago. I know. It's not even a week, is it? It's not even a week removed from It really does. Talk to me about Infamous. Talk to me a little bit about this. Uh, so I think it's an amazing game. I think it's great. I think yeah. in many ways it's better than the first one. I agree with that. Um, and uh, I'm really excited for everyone to finally get into it. Yeah. Uh, I know that in, you know, there's been smatterings around the internet. I guess some people have already gotten their copies of the game because. Subway. A lot of these kids got the Subway yeah, the sub, coupon. The thing. Subway thing. And also Target and some stores <laughs> apparently misidentified Infamous 2. I, I assume is Infamous put clearance tags on them and threw them in a clearance bin. Yeah. So some people actually Hilarious. bought them like that with the red $30 sticker on it. So that's great. Yeah. We got our retail copies today. Um, Just the retail. No Hero Edition. Yeah, no I'm Hero wait, Edition yet. That's, the Hero Edition is like my light at the end of the tunnel. Because I'm going to come back from E3. I'm going to throw open the door off Portillo under one arm. Former Nate Ahern. Or former IG or Nate Ahern. Taking care of my dog while I'm gone. Oh, nice. Throw open the door. And there's going to be infamous on, my, on the ground right there. I'm going to put Portillo down. Crack open the box. So sit, it's, wait, wait, sit wait. Sit my boxer shorts and play. Wait. I want to clarify. Is... is is uh, Portillo staying at Nate's? Yes. Oh, okay, that's he'll be, very nice. He'll be so. over there in, well, wherever Nate lives. I won't give that away. Okay, yeah. That's we know exactly way. where Nate lives. Yeah, we've been there. Yes, many times. Many times. I play poker there and I take his money on a regular Myriad basis. Myriad of times. Um, so Back to the Infamous. Good stuff. Yeah, oh, it's great. speaking of Infamous too, okay. uh, Eric Layden on the show last week. Great guy. Mm -hmm. I said, hey, beyond followers, I said I'd get him a bunch of followers on Twitter. Please follow him. Then I didn't even remember his Twitter name. I was a complete jerk. Beyond followers, un didn't even worry about it. An hour in, he had like 200 more followers. However, here's his real Twitter name. Eric Layden. I know uh, that's a hard one to keep up with. It's E-R-I-C-L-A-D-E-N. I-N. I-N? Layden. Oh, L-A-D-I-N. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Din, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so go follow him again. Give him a big fat beyond, and then uh, make sure you tell him what you thought of him in Infamous. If it's good. If you're a jerk, don't be, yeah, don't don't be, be a jerk. jerk to him. Nobody wants that. Uh, I thought he was good. I thought he was good, too. I mean, I think the original voice actor is better. I, thought, um, I, I, I disagree. I like this. And I think this might have just been the way Cole was written. If By the way, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. We're not going to spoil it. Yeah, we will, have a, we will do a spoiler cast. Yeah, but it'll be, unfortunately, after E3. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a bad time yeah. frame. But yeah, we'll have something up where... Maybe you know, we can do a call-in. Maybe you know, we can talk to people. Let's record it t today and just put it up before the game even comes out, and then we can just spoil <laughs> the entire game for everyone. <laughs> so at the end, a unicorn <laughs> comes by and fights him. Uh, no, I thought there was more range to Cole this time. I thought he he gave off more emotions and stuff, and I think that's why the voice acting worked from Eric so well. Is because it was like he could be happy at one moment, he could be sad, he could be angry, he could be whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like Cole was always uh, in number one, which I, don't get me wrong, yeah, I was I, fine with. I just dug that. I mean, I really just dug. I th I mean, I think that in terms of the first game, just in Cole's aesthetic, the way he sounded and stuff like that, I actually really liked him more in the first game. I felt like he was moodier and more. Every man in that game, as opposed See, to. See, I thought I thought he was very vanilla in the first game, which isn't a bad thing for that character because you want to be Cole, you right. want to just get into that role, and especially when you're making choices. I thought he was a more defined personality this time around. But uh, listeners, let us know how you feel beyond at IGN.com when you start playing. Yeah, when you start playing next week, and uh, otherwise, I think it's a great game. I think it's a, a meaty game. I think that it's you're going to be hard pressed to do everything in the game. And I said this in the review, that, that you'll be able to be hard-pressed to do everything in the game, get all the dead drops, all the shards, do all the side quests, explore the city adequately in less than 20 hours, um, which is pretty exciting, especially if you mess around with user-generated content. Some people are going to do it quicker than that. I really took my time. I tried to play it very organically, um, and I really enjoyed playing it like that. So I, I want people to really try to delve into the experience in, that, in the same sense. And Numeray is a great place to explore. Great place. I love that city. I love, all, love the flood town. If you haven't watched our commentaries, go watch that. Yeah, go watch our go watch you know Lots read the review, content. watch the video review. Yeah. Greg and I did two uh, mission commentaries, which were a lot of fun. Yeah, in um, all of that, I I think we can say fairly certain spoiler free. Your review for sure spoiler free. Yeah, yeah, There's I nothing didn't. In there. uh, yeah, you don't reveal the big enemies. You don't do anything. You don't talk about ends of powers. Maybe the only thing you would see in the commentary video, since it's like five minutes of gameplay at a time, is maybe powers you don't unlock at the right, very right. end, but not. Nothing that would ruin the experience for you. I tried. I mean, I really. I know Infamous. People really are passionate about Infamous, and 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 the game is very story driven. And also, I think one of the exciting things is to have the powers and see what they are and stuff. So I tried to be very, in in a sense, not specific and almost vague in the review because yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil anything that I might not deem as a spoiler, but a lot of other people do. I want you to go into the experience knowing that it's great. But not knowing exactly what you're going to you find. You had those moments, right? When you're playing, when you got a new power, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, some of these powers are great. I mean, like what I said was I really loved having the ability to grind and float immediately. I think that's yeah, really totally, cool. totally, totally. 
Cole felt more powerful, but that was what was so cool when you start using Ionic Vortex and you start using all these other powers, and you realize, like, wow, Cole really is devastatingly powerful yeah. now. Three hours in, I was like, I have felt like a badass this entire game. I yeah. haven't felt out of my league, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and, I, and that's what we speak to, it kind of being easier. I think, But I think that's just the feeling of, I'm a superhero, and I'm just fighting some dumb monsters or dumb militia. That, that's how it should be. Yeah, I think, the game is, the, I think the game is decidedly easier, but I think that there's more nuance in the way the game is played this time around, especially with the new powers and the yeah. new power types. And the decisions, I think, are still black and white, but there's, um, there's characters related to those and real deviating paths, which I think is really cool. Alex writes into Beyond at IGN.com. says Beyond. Beyond. Greg, just wondering if you're still on track to become the first person on Earth with the infamous two platinum once again. Any chance in Colin getting it first? Thanks to Beyond. Love, Alex. No, Alex. Me and Colin, uh, if you remember, a few months ago, threw down the gauntlet against these hackers and said, it was, you were f- we didn't care before, mm-hmm. now we care because they went in, we, you know, we get our games early on burns of games. Or bur- I'm sorry, I'm so tired. Burns of Blu-rays that we then go and play on test systems. And before, we could rig our test systems to connect to the retail network so we could get our trophies sunk up. Which, which was awesome, by the way. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Greg. I want no, to say great, it was awesome. That was awesome, especially because you can't do that with 360. So, totally. so when you get a 360 game early and you play it on a debug unit, you, there's no way to, to use those achievements. And there never was, but we had a workaround. Thanks in part to our to one Chris Roper, I would say. Oh, yeah, say, totally. Uh, that allowed us to, to sink our trophies, which was awesome. Yeah. Go on. Then all this hacker stuff started happening, so they had to start pumping out new firmwares for both retail and uh, debugs, and things started eventually getting out of sync, and whatever we needed, whatever the retail server is looking for when we try to connect to it, the debugs don't have anymore. So we couldn't do it. So all, all your trophies are now trapped on the debug, which sucks. Not, and not, not so much for Infamous 2. I'm very excited to go play yeah, Infamous 2, yeah. to have another reason to play it twice again. To now, now knowing what's at the end, too, like the powers, mm. I'm totally going to play through my when – I'm, when I do my new playthroughs from scratch, I'm going to play through – I'm going to do the story as fast as I can just to get the powers at the end that I know will help me do certain things in the game. Yeah, yeah. Colin almost looks like he's rewinding time <laughs> in singularity, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to – you know, I mean, w- with the debug thing, I would have already gotten the platinum. Exactly, we were... right? I would have, yeah. I, if we could still do that, I would have totally dedicated myself. But instead, I beat the game twice before Colin did because he was out of town because I wanted to make sure I could give him opinions on the game and talk to him about his review. And then I didn't touch it because I don't want to lug a debug back and forth okay. every day. I had E3 stuff to do. I don't want to stay awake because it's, I don't want to put all that time in grinding to lose it all. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between playing the game, beating the game, and then platinuming the game once and then platinuming the game again. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean now that we have retail, I think I'm going to maybe start in on it tonight. But I don't I don't think that until we get back to E3, from E3, that I'm really going to have the necessary oh, yeah, time to yeah, dedicate totally. to doing it or whatever. But I'm looking forward to, for my review, I, I have concentrated on um, a, a good playthrough with most of my time. And, and uh, I think that I'm going to do that again when I play it on retail and yeah. then play a hard... Bad play That's the way to do it. That's how I did it on the debug. Yeah. So, so yeah. because I, you know, if it's anything like the, in, you know, uh, you know, in, in the original Infamous, I felt like being bad was easier. Totally, because you don't have to worry about casualties. Right. Exactly. And this, and this is something we didn't talk about too much is I think this game is a much better does does a much better job of holding you accountable. Before it would be like even when I was good and I'd accidentally hurt a civilian or whatever, when I'd finished the mission, I didn't feel like the game really was like, oh hey, by the way, you did this. That's bad. Right. You know what I mean, now you get the mission summary at the end, and it's like, no, you. You know, you you had 40 takedowns, but you hurt 12 people, and that made you're only slightly heroic. Right, right, I mean, right. It's a very, it's a much more transparent system of how you're getting karma. Yeah, I think it's. I'm I'm, ex- I'm really excited for everyone to get out of there because that's really it's really an awesome. It's game. W- well, one of the most exciting things for me, other than the fact of coming back and just getting to play through it again and get a platinum, is like when we come back. First off, we didn't get to try the importing saves. A lot right. of people were like, "Hey, how does it how does it feel to do that?" We couldn't do it because again. The it doesn't go off your saves and it doesn't go off your local trophies. It goes off your online trophies. Right. So you have to be connected online. So when we would put it in, the debug couldn't be online. And if we switched over to our test account, that one didn't have the trophies needed. So it was a giant cluster of like we could not actually do it. So I'm excited to try that. And then the fact that yeah, UCG is going to be there. You'll actually get to play stuff. We'll have been gone pretty much a week. You know what I mean? Like we'll be gone most of launch week. So right. we'll get there and there's going to be a lot of stuff. We can start doing. Keep in mind, two kids. We're going to do the whole kids again. If you're a new podcast beyond this, I call everyone kids. Get over it. I'm a kid too. Uh, we'll, we're gonna do the you know just like we do with Little Big Planet. You know the best levels. So make sure you're submitting those for the moment. Just you can send them to beyond.ign.com next week. And when I get an article up, I'll tell you about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we'll set up an alias or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and the and yeah, I mean, with user generated content, I wasn't I wasn't blown away with what 
Sucker Punch had preloaded, and I said that in the review. Yeah. Like, there were some cool ones, some mediocre ones, whatever. No, nothing bad. Yeah, yeah. But the tools are super complicated, and that's going to be a barrier for some people, but at the same time, there's such an, an ability to to dictate every facet of a side quest that there, people are going to do some amazing stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and I'm really excited to get back and already see that some of these kids have just torn it apart and already really dedicated a lot of their time to UGC. Because I can't imagine that I'm going to build many levels except for to build them for the trophies, but yeah, I will yeah. be playing a lot of them. I have I have one idea for what I want to do, and it's totally story-driven. And what excites me about how they're doing UCG, you know, as versus to... Uh, adverse? Whatever. Jeez, I'm tired. Versus Little Big Planet is the fact that they have templates for right. UCG in there. So I can just say, I want a collection mission, and it'll put all that stuff out there, and then I can sit there and type on my keyboard the story I want. And then, you know, tweak things to make it not you know, play right, Jane right. or whatever. But I don't have to sit there and try to figure out, oh, crap, how does this connector go to that and how do I collect that? You know I mean? Like, I can sit there and tweak with what they've done. I'm very excited. So, yeah, we'll save the rest of the infamous talk for the spoiler yeah, yeah. cast. <laughs> we'll do a real good, we'll do a great one. Yeah, I think it'll be cool to give everyone an opportunity. Maybe we can do it, we'll be at E3 and then the next week we'll do Beyond. Maybe the week after that we can do it like a call-in and give everyone yeah, time to play the that'd game. That'd be great. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Colin, it's yes. we're about 15 minutes into the show. Uh-huh. Let's start it with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. What is, what was, what is right now, what, what forever will be. What was, <laughs> what once will ever be. Uh, Colin, yes. the biggest news ever, except from you know when we did the podcast about the PSN coming back in general. Right, right. Number one on your Roper Report here is uh, the PlayStation Store has returned. As of the evening of June 1st, the PlayStation Store is back online. There's a staggering amount of new content to download during this update, which is the first PS Store update since April 19th. There are 11 new PSN games, 5 new PSP games, 7 new minis, 19 PlayStation Plus perks, a lone PlayStation 1 Classic, 25 games getting new DLC, 15 discounted games, and 7 demos. A second update will occur on Friday with even more content. How That's, do you feel about that? I'm excited. I mean, I thought <laughs> we. So yesterday, you and I were texting back and forth. Yeah. And then you texted me that the store came back. Now I was excited first of all because I won the bet. Oh, you ruined the question. Oh, I'm sorry. Some kid asked that question. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Enzo DeGregio said yeah. the PS Store is back up. Who won the bet? Enzo, uh, Colin did, and in quite spectacular fashion, I'd like to point out. Yeah, it's strange. You want to tell him real quick? Yeah. So, oh, real quick. Okay. Kids. Okay. Go. Uh, Five dollar draw here at IGN. We put a board on. We put a calendar on the whiteboard, and everybody picked dates. And so you put in five bucks. We had seventy five bucks total. Do the math if you want to know how many people that was. And uh, you picked a date, and then if it happened either on your date or the blank days leading up to your date, then you won the money. Uh, Colin, you won, but you only had one day. Yeah, because so basically, yeah, the, I was outflanked by Migs. I think so. I picked June first just because it was a round date. And yeah. I was like, okay, it's a Wednesday, but it just seems like a date like you would shoot for. And it had to be before E3. I knew it had to be before E3. Like, no matter what, it had like the store had to be back. And so I was like, June 1st is fine. It was a long ways off when we picked it, and it seemed like yeah. it, was, it wasn't going to take that long. And then Migs picked the next day, so he would have had... So I really had a 24-hour window, and I ended up winning. So I, I didn't I didn't expect to win. It's, it's pretty funny that I did, but when you and I were going back and forth, that was the first thing that came to mind. I was like, holy shit, I won. But then, <laughs> then we started writing our stories and yeah. doing all those things. And when I... You know, usually the PlayStation Network update stories that I write every week take... Not very long to, to make. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, this one took me a half an episode of Seinfeld, an episode of Frasier, and then, like, right into, like, whatever, the 11 o'clock news or whatever. Like, it, it was just so much crap. It was funny because, yeah. like, I, I – Clements texted me – like, first off, like I said, I'm exhausted today because I wrote, like, a million news stories last night and previews and whatnot. So I'm in the middle of all that, and I'm miserable because I love my job and I love writing, but – Everybody's been there, right? Where it's like 8.30 and you look at your watch and you look at your like to-do list and you're like, I'm going to be up a long time. And Clements texts me out of the blue. He's like, hey, this is happening. It's live. I'm like, mother fucker. And like, so I go online and I see the giant update and I'm like, I'm just going to copy and paste it in there. And then the blog had formatting issues. And I was like, fuck it. I just put a link. I'm like, you can get all the games in the PlayStation blog. Just go to the PlayStation blog. And then luckily you were there to save me. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I was able to uh, come in and just write that story while you were taking care of more pertinent business. And uh that's yeah. why we get along, Colin. Yeah. That's why it works out. Yeah, we we both are uh, workaholics with the PlayStation. Yeah, threes. a little bit. That's what that's what they say. Um, did you download anything? Because Brad was wondering what was the first thing y'all did when you found out the PlayStation store was back. No, I wrote that story and then I like went to bed. Yeah, I I turned it on to make sure it was really working. I got an error message when I tried to sign in, then I signed in again, it worked. And uh, I looked around, saw that there was a bunch of new stuff, and yeah, that was the end of it. I, again I was I had something to do. I was right, right. little stuff to do. So, uh, yeah, the one game that came out that I noticed was Under Siege, which I was supposed to review when it was supposed to come out, you know, in April. Yeah. Uh, 
So I'll review that after E3. And for everyone asking for Outland, I imagine, I suspect, I don't know for sure, but I suspect that it'll be out on Friday. But Remember, they wanted to do stagger releases too. They want to make sure that they're giving people a chance to get their games bought. You know what I mean? Like it, A lot of stuff went up last night, but that a lot of stuff gets lost in the crowd. Right, know? right. It's right. the same thing we go through here when we put up a million news stories and then something immediately gets bumped off the page. I feel I feel bad for the developers, to be honest. Yeah, like oh, the developer a, of Red Johnson's Chronicles, or the developer of Fancy Pants, the developer, yeah. you know, obviously House Marked it out. I need to double back and buy Fancy Pants. I meant to buy that. I one don't think it's even out yet, is it? I thought or, it, or, it came oh, out the it Tuesday out? before. Oh, okay, went yeah, to hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that and Red Johnson's Chronicle came out Tuesday and then Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's one. too bad, man. Yeah. Uh, number two here, Uncharted Three: Drake's Deception is indeed getting a beta, and we have the details. The beta begins on July fourth. However, if you have a beta code in Infamous 2, or a PlayStation Plus subscriber, you will have early access starting on June 28th. The beta ends for everyone July 13th. The level cap for the beta is 25 and will include nine modes. How about that, Colin? Yeah, it's exciting. I'll get on it. I remember, ladies and gentlemen, the store is live. Uh, welcome back content is not live. They said it's gonna. It's in the testing phases. It'll be out soon. When that goes live, you become a PlayStation Plus member. So, you shouldn't have any trouble getting into this Uncharted beta. It's right. pretty much everybody's in the Uncharted 3 beta. Yeah, it's strange. I didn't even think about that. That's, a good that's point. Not, I mean, it's not their fault. I mean, they can't plan that stuff, but whatever. That's funny. I didn't even think of that. So, yeah, everyone's in, basically. Have you... I know, I know, Colin, you read IGN once in a while. I do. You've yes. been following... This is our Uncharted week. We have uh-huh. non-stop exclusives. Have you been following? Yes. Are you excited? Very. I can't wait for this fucking beta. I'm going to play the wheels off it, dude. Yeah, it's going to be... It's gonna be uh, I'm just really excited to play Uncharted 3. I'm really more excited yeah. about the single-player campaign, to be honest. Oh, no. Well, yes, I'm, I am too. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I want that. But we're getting the multiplayer beta soon. Mm. I, they've been talking about it, showing boosters, showing everything this week. You know what I mean? Showing video of it, showing the maps, talking about how perks work and how all this, you know, all the kickback system. And like, right, right. The more I play, uh, hear about it, the more I think every, at least for an hour a day, you and I should go into a capture A and play in the split-screen mode and just fucking do it. Yeah, that would be great. I, I, absolutely. That would be great. I'm cursing a lot, but it's because I'm tired. That's great. Number three, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception is getting a collector's edition. For $99.99, gamers can grab the game itself, as well as a Nathan Drake statue, a replica of Drake's belt buckle, a replica of Drake's ring necklace, a steel book game case, and a traveling chest to store it all in. Additionally, pre-ordering the game from various retailers will get you special downloadable items and perks with full details at IGN PS3. PS3.IGN.com. What do you think of that? I think that's cool, too. I mean, that's the... Um very similar thing to what they're doing with Resistance, yeah, um, which is cool, and and it seems like a similar kind of smorgasbord of options that you have. I so. think hands down, Infamous Two smoked everybody so far on these collector's editions for the PS3 exclusives. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that I I love Uncharted. I thought the Fortune Hunter edition last year or two years ago, whatever, for Uncharted Two was great. It had the giant dagger. Oh. It was signed. I mean, this is when you had to win. You couldn't buy, right, it. Right, right. and it was amazing. This one doesn't do anything for me. Like I like the Drake statue. Don't get me wrong. But like the the case, the the traveling thing, and then like I'm never down with clothing items. I'm never gonna wear Drake's ring. I'm never gonna wear his belt buckle. It was like ah, uh, and you look, at, and I say that, but then you look at the infamous one, right? I'm gonna use the bag. Like a bag is something I can use in real life right. that helps me out. I love coal. I want the coal statue. Uh, it comes with the super voucher with all the content. Like it seems like that's the they really really did well with that. Yeah, one. I mean it's better than the uh, the really cheap looking. Uh, Capelli necklace for resistance. Exactly three. right with the fake teeth on it. It's like, wait, what the hell? I mean, it's cool, I guess, but I mean, it's cool that he wears that. But I mean, it doesn't really have any meaning outside of the fake, you know, fictional world of resistance. Yeah, interesting. Uh, number four, does a subscription-based Call of Duty service interest you? Details about Call of Duty's elite subscription plan are now public. The plan, as is, will not affect previous iterations of Call of Duty or upcoming titles in terms of online accessibility. Everything you could do in the previous and upcoming games, you can still simply. Did I, and you, okay, you still can simply do buy. I think you just missed do. Uh, simply do by buying the game. Call of Duty Elite allows the most dedicated Call of Duty players to create a persistent online persona that will track detailed statistics, follow your career and progression, and more. DLC will also be free for Elite subscribers. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't know if there's pricing details on how much that costs yet, but if you're paying fifteen dollars for a map pack a couple times a year, that's like thirty bucks right there, and then you have this. Yeah. Service, so I mean, it's a, it's a, a. It seems like a cool idea. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I, w- I won't do it, but we, don't, you and I, I don't, don't play Call of Duty. I would do that with like Resistance or something like that, yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Obviously, it's a good uh, way for Activision to keep milking that cow too. So, Not bad. I don't blame them. At number five, Hideo Kojima recently confirmed during a Kojima Productions podcast that Metal Gear Solid Five won't be making an appearance at E3 this year. He also confirmed that Metal Gear Solid Four won't be ported to the NGP. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it is. If you want some real 
Konami slash Kojima News. You should check out IGN.com at 5 p.m. Thursday. And I'm sure you're listening to this after Thursday at 5 p.m. most likely. So just go check it out. I can't tell you because it's, you know, before. But you know what I mean. Yeah, you want to be there. Oh, Number yeah. six. Darksiders 2 is official and is coming to the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC in 2012. This time around, gamers will take control of Death himself, one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The storyline runs parallel to that of the original Darksiders. Yeah, it sounds cool. I mean, I got to get through the original Darksiders. I played it for like a couple hours, and it's cool, but then there was just other things that came out. Same thing happened to me. I was like, oh, okay, and then I was like just completely sidetracked. I've really been meaning to get back to that game, though. It it, it didn't feel like something I had to get back to. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed it and had fun, and I was like, okay. You know, I don't know. I don't feel compelled to go back to it. Yeah, I want context if I'm going to play the second game, though. True. That's a good point. Number seven, Resistance Fall of Man isn't getting a trophy patch. After years of speculation and recently renewed interest in the game due to the Resistance dual pack coming out soon, Insomniac confirmed via the comments section of the PlayStation blog that the game won't receive a trophy patch. This is... primarily due to the fact that resources must be taken off Resistance 3 in order to patch Fall of Man, a gambit that Insomniacs suspect won't pay off. Yeah, they basically just said, like, Resistance 3 would suffer. Yep, sad story, but good reasoning. You know what I mean? Like, at least they're finally telling you why, right? In the article you put up, they say in it, right, like, if it was as easy as just, you know, popping in a line of code, we'd do it. Right. But it isn't. So it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, essentially, I mean, because he was, he was making a good point. I think, it, I think in a sense it is as easy as popping a line of code in, but he was saying that there's, like, just so many other steps to... Like you can't, they can't just do it without showing it to Sony, and they have to make sure it works, and they have to have it like QA testers, and like, and, and so it's like a whole ordeal, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm not saying it's it's as easy as that, but I think there's just so many other steps, and they just don't have the time. I but that's you. disappointing, um, you know, because I used to use the excuse that Drake's Fortune got a trophy patch like way after the yeah, fact, yeah. but Jim made a great point, and it's a valid point. I never thought about it, which is that the game already had in-game medals, and they're all associated with the trophies, which means that that was probably really easy. For them to right. do. Right. Good thinking. I'd, yeah, you know, point. and that's why I never really thought about it. That's why we never got it from Metal Gear or Fall Man um, or Valkyria or any of those games. Gotcha. So that makes sense. And I have a little more sympathy now after, after Jim's point. Yeah. Jim Riley, the news hound, mm-hmm. warmed your cold heart. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Number eight, Gearbox Software Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight, Gearbox Software's Alien Colonial Marines is coming to the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and PC in the spring of 2012. Yeah, that's cool. I'll okay. believe it when I see it. It's been a while. You want to you want to make a bet right now if it'll be if it'll make it? Spring in twenty twelve? Spring of spring of twenty twelve? No, I don't think it'll make it. No, okay. But that'll be twenty twelve sometime. Yeah, look for a delay there. Yeah, fall probably. I, I I want that game probably suffered just due to the fact that they were doing Duke. You think right? And trying to get that out the door? How the hell? I don't know. I don't know what the hell. Plus, they're probably working on a Borderlands sequel. That I would hope is the truth. Yeah, it better be. Not that I care, but a lot of people. Oh, I I want that game. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love Borderlands. Sure you did. You, w- you would. Number nine, the Winnipeg Jets have returned to the NHL, and IGN received confirmation directly from EA Sports that the team will be included in its upcoming game, NHL 12. Once the NHL and the Atlanta-slash-Winnipeg organization solidify the team's name and jersey, the game will be upgraded to include the team and remove the Atlanta Thrashers. How do you feel about that, Mr. Hockey? It's cool. I just think it's cool news because we're the ones who got that news. Oh, okay. So um, you only care about the news we get. No, no. I'm just saying, like we, you know, we reached out and we had we we had the first confirmation that the Jets You're would be included in NHL 12. I am a monster, and uh, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm sad for the Atlanta fans. Yeah. But uh, there weren't many of them, and and they had the Olympics a few years ago. Get over it. It was 1996 when they had the Olympics. Hold on to, yeah, hold on to that. Hold on to that. And, that, you know, and it's sad. I mean, there are people that really cared about that team, and teams moving is sad. But Winnipeg got their team robbed. In the '90s, due to bad, you know, bad like the Canadian dollar was so weak in the '90s against yeah. the American dollar. But in the NHL, players all monet- like monetary, you know, payments must be done in American dollars. So the Canadian teams were like really suffering. So that's why gotcha. the Jets and the Nordiques moved. Um, and so that's a small market; it's only 700,000 people, but they can support a hockey team, and I think it's pretty no. exciting for them. Hockey's a huge deal in Canada. It is, and I hope that they retain the Jets' name. I know the NHL owns that name, so I don't think it should be a problem for them. But the rumor is that they want might want to name the team Manitoba something. So mm, I don't like that. I'm we'll not see. a fan of that. We'll see. Not that I really have any invested interest, but I can just tell you, as someone who has to listen to words, that's not yeah, like right. Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, works for you. Uh, Colin, you didn't put any NGP stuff on here. Oh, that's right. Sorry. All the NGP. We we I've played the NGP. I've touched the NGP. I've played Uncharted on it. I've played Sound Shapes on it. Uh, I played. Talk to me about it. Other games I can't play. It talked about it on it. Seven previews are up right now. NGP titles, mm-hmm. the stuff we're going to see at E3, we have it now. Uh, more stuff is coming, so be ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uncharted, very cool. 
However, the one that caught me in off the guard and the one that we all, the kids who played it, agreed is the so far NGP game of the show for E3 or whatever is Sound Shapes. It's just it's from the guys who did Everyday Shooter, mm-hmm. and basically you are this little ball, right, that rolls around on. It, first off, it, for the levels, look, imagine a pixel junk shooter like level, right? Okay. So you got that 2D colorful kind of feel, right? You're this little ball that rolls, and when you jump, you can attach, you can like hit a button and you know screw with gravity. So you're rolling on the normal platform, you jump, and then you're on the ceiling, and now the ceiling, like even if you roll on the ceiling and jump over a gap. If, as long as you don't hit the button, you're still going to use that kind of gravity. So you're flipping gravity. Now, as you go and you collect things, when you collect them, you basically collect a note and add it to a song you can't see. So in the back, this is how I describe it, and it's very complicated, but stick with me. Okay. You know how in uh, Luminous, there'd be a line going back, and it would go over your shapes, and then when it went over the shape that you were making, it would go bing bong and add that to the song. Right, right. Same kind of thing here, except you don't see it. So you collect this note, and then in the background, there you know this invisible line for the music is going, and then it notices that you've picked that up and adds that to the melody. So as you play, you're building this melody. You don't know how it all goes together because you're just grabbing stuff off the thing. And then once you get everything, you have this like awesome song. Cool. It's, that, it's fun platforming. It's really inventive. That sounds cool. interesting. Yeah, that sounds cool. I'm right. excited about Stardust the most. Yeah, Stardust. You want? Do you have you read about it? You want to talk about that? I I, I mean I've just seen S- images. of Stardust it is back. Uh, they added a black hole now. Yeah, one of your powers or whatever. What do you mean? Yeah, you know. What do you mean? I I like the way the I like the mechanics of the game. Well, anymore. you know what? Now they're improving them. Okay, fair enough. All right. I didn't actually play it. I, I've only seen Hillary's thing. Well, we'd be it. able to play it at E3. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that game just because I can envision really getting down with that during the commute and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Uncharted, uh, right behind Sound Shapes for me. Uh, it had some, not problems, but it's definitely, you know, work in progress kind of thing. Like, sh- you know, the shaders weren't right on, like, Drake's face, so his eyes kind of looked like they were bulging and stuff like that. And, but the humor was there. Nolan North's voice was there. The, the look and feel of it was Uncharted, climbing around and stuff. There was only one or two times where they made me use like the NGPs, like touchscreen or whatever, and that that I wasn't down with. But the fact that every other time, like for swinging on a vine or whatever, like you know they want you can sway the system or whatever. But I could also use the stick. So yeah. I I think they understand that every every puzzle or whatever thing needs to have that kind of like okay, you can also use traditional yeah. controls, and as long as they make that adjustment, it's fine. Um. There were only there were a couple times though where I really did dig the motion stuff. I really liked the uh, making the rubbing of the charcoal thing. You've seen this in like demos, mm-hmm. you know, where Drake opens his book and has to make a rubbing. Yeah, so he has in his thing. That was really fun. Uh, and I also dug when uh, I was climbing up some things. You know how sometimes when you're playing Uncharted, there'll be a couple handholds you can go to. So like you want to go to one, but he starts like you know the joystick is in the proper place, so he starts reaching for like specific things. It was fun to be able to tap and tell him no, no, go there and like have him immediately jump right, where right. I wanted him. That's cool. It seems like it might, might, uh, might make it a little easier though, if you're able to do platforming like that or scaling walls. Yeah, it, it, it slows you down, obviously, because you're taking your finger off the real buttons to do that. Already. Right. But fun stuff. I'm really excited about NGP. Yeah. What I'm most interested in is see what the name, the name of the system is going to be. Vita. It's the Vita Pita Pocket. I don't think so. Hey, kids, what do you want to put in your pocket today? Vita Pita Pita Pocket. I don't know about that. I, oh, I, PSP Vita Pita Pocket. I think it's going to be P- <laughs> I, th- I think it'll be PSP, too. I, I, mean, I hope so. That's a much better name. I just keep saying, like, why not try to work off of, you know, the PSP was very successful. Why not just, you know, accept that that's the name of the portable and then just call it two? I mean, that's the moniker that they do with PlayStation, so. Yeah. Makes sense to me. It does, but we don't make these decisions, we Colin. Don't. We Maybe don't. one day we'll speak to somebody. Hint, hint about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, if I wanted to buy games that came to a real place, where would I go? Go to the official list of, uh, of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even get the the uh, PlayStation Store stuff. I didn't know. But uh, yeah, the only game new game is uh, Hunted Demons Forge. Oh, okay. A review eventually coming from our own Quam Cider. Yep, he'll review it, and nothing on PSP. Um, and then a bunch of stuff on PlayStation. Yeah, the PlayStation Store has a whole bunch of junk up. With that. Like we said, you can go to ps3.ign.com to read it because it, it would take up another 15 minutes to show if you're ready. Yeah, there's anything. a lot of stuff. Callouts on there include uh, Back to the Future Episode 3. I saw it went mm-hmm. up. I'll, get, I'll copy a review over uh, after E3, maybe. Right. If anybody still cares. Yeah, that, that came in Under Siege Under and Siege, uh, oh, Red Johnson's Chronicle. That was already out. Oh, okay. Well, but that now, was only for PlayStation. Again. Yeah, it was for PlayStation Plus. Oh, really? Only. Yeah. Okay. I, I tried so. playing that. It didn't stick with me. Um, it's an adventure game, right? Uh, yeah, it's point and click. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I need to. Oh, how do I get up to that camera? Oh, I gotta turn off this power. Wow. Yeah, it's. I'm not really into that kind. Of, I mean, sometimes I am, but it's it's a very archaic way of playing games. Yeah, agreed. Um, what else? What else came out? There was other games. Yeah. But again, know. we don't need to go through them all. No. All right. 
get off your butts, kids, and go to ps3.ign.com. This is so much to ask. Oh. Colin and I sit here for an hour at a time. Probably not that much today. We're very busy. And we, you know, you get to hear us talk about our stomachs and uh, our mothers. <laughs> All we ask is you go to ps3.ign.com <laughs> sometimes and check stuff out. Uh, Colin. Yes. I think Infamous was probably topic of the week. Yeah. Or do you want to talk to me E3? Oh, we got plenty of questions about E3. Like this one from Stone. Stone writes and says Beyond. Yeah. With E3 only a few days away, how about some good old-fashioned Nostradamus predictions? Maybe I'll find some of you at the show. Keep on beyonding. Okay. Uh, Colin, make a prediction for E3. What do you think you're going to see? I think the NGP will be named PSP2. I think that's Ooh, see, I like that. here's here's, Here's a fun one, too, ladies and gentlemen. Colin and I are in the industry. We get to know a lot of things about the industry. Uh, Nostradamus used to know things about the industry, too. And then he'd make his predictions based off things he already knew were going to happen. <laughs> Me and Colin will not do that. No, we Anything do we that. say here today as a prediction, we do not know what we're saying. Yeah, I can make, I can make some insane predictions right now. That wouldn't be, that wouldn't, you know, we, we, maybe that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, you can, it's shooting fish in a barrel if, yeah. I, know it, if I know it's going to come true. Um, yeah, so I think, I think the, I don't think that the Vita name is going to be, I think that that, that was the I first code not, name man. of the NGP. And yeah. that that was some sort of mock-up. I mean, I, I, I the PlayStation Life—that's what they're going to name it. The PlayStation Life. I don't think. Life I, with PlayStation. I don't think that, that that that's what they're going to name the console. I think it'll be PSP2. Okay. What about you? I don't know. I didn't think this one through. I just looked at it before we came up here. Um, I like that. I like that. I think for sure we're gonna. I think for sure we get a real, NGP title, a real name for the system. I think we get a price and release date as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. I think that, you know, on our official E3 predictions page, we said, we you know, we said, IGN as a whole said maybe. I think that'll happen. I think they'll give it all to us. I don't, like, the, the argument in the article, right, was that we'd get some of those things, but not all of them. I think they come out, I think they make a big deal about it. I hope so. I mean, that's. I think that's going to be their big, uh, with the exception of Nintendo's new console, I think that's the biggest thing at the show this year, and so I think that they need to take advantage of that. Right. Um, but they also need to play a PlayStation Network and stand behind it and make sure that you know everyone knows it's better and it'll be fine and this won't happen again. Yeah. You want another Renegade prediction? Sure. And this one's crazy. I don't think Kevin Butler will make an appearance at really? the conference. Really? Yeah. I think he will make an appearance at the conference. Okay. But I... I, you know, you could be right, but um, he just made his Twitter reappearance today. Did you see it? No. It was epic. He came back, and it was uh, his first tweet since all of this shit happened. And it was, uh, I just shaved off the most epic beard ever. <laughs> like I love that that he had his he like you know the, if you you need me to read between the lines, kids. He grew the beard mm. while the PlayStation right. Store slash network was down. Um, my other prediction is that I think we're gonna see a bunch of new playstation collections from games like i don't know jack and daxter maybe or something like mm. i just i think that those have been somewhat successful i think they're probably pretty cheap for them to do and so i think True. they're going to continue to do those with with uh games and, and properties that we haven't uh seen yet i think that'll be exciting okay um i think you're going to see a lot of announcement trailers at the conference right because you figure what is 2000 what does 2012 have last guardian team eco that's about it, because we don't even know when those games are coming out. They yeah. keep getting delayed. Nobody talks about them. Yeah. Uh, so I think you'll see a lot of that, because they have to make you excited for next year. Right. You know I mean, they already they already have excitement for this year, notwithstanding the disaster that happened. Yeah, and I think that I think that they will have plenty of you know. I guess Starhawk right will be out next year, and or is that this year? No, it's not this year. But I can't remember if they. I'm, I'm assuming they said 2012. I can't remember. And there's a bunch of properties they haven't touched yet, and and game you know studios that are quiet and and i i, I think uh i'm pretty excited to see like what they're gonna what they have planned it should be a good show i think so too uh colin earlier you ruined enzo de gregorio's lead in to say Sorry, you know, who won the bet so thanks for that but uh, he, he asked you another question okay with e3 fast approaching my question is you colin mm-hmm. what is your favorite announcement from a previous e3 giant enemy crabs ridge racer my favorite like in terms of funny or my favorite in terms I just, of... He said favorite, so just go with your favorite. My favorite announcement. I can tell you mine. <sighs> okay. I I loved the original Infamous uh, trailer. Like, uh, it, it, you watch it now, and it, you, I mean, obviously we knew nothing about it, and blah, 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 blah. But, like, that was my first E3, and to sit in the audience and have them be like, oh, yeah, we're going we're to have this superhero game where you can choose... I was like, oh! You know what I mean? Like, that was so, that was so freaking yeah. cool. And it, probably part of that is being there for the first time, and being in the Shrine Auditorium, and... You know, finally living that dream of being at an E3. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like there's like so many awesome things happen. I mean, I was I was pretty blown away um, by a lot of. I mean, like a lot of old stuff, a lot of old Nintendo stuff, and like when GameCube was announced and and uh, PlayStation Two and all those things. I mean, there's a lot of great memories, I guess. Um, but there's always something really, 
there's always something really cool at every E3, even if it, one E3 is weaker than the next. I mean, I still, out of all the E3s I've been to, I still say 2004 was probably the, the, the strongest one. Um, okay. But uh, I think this is, has the potential to be like a really strong one. And I think last year was really strong, too. Um, so I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of things. I mean, I, I get pretty easily excited at E3 because you're just surrounded by so much stimuli and like there's so right. many exciting things to be. To Everything be is about. huge. Everything is run back to the war room and ride it huge. And yeah, it is. And it's like, and I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, you know, we we do our Sony thing here, or whatever. And and um, I love PlayStation, but I'm most excited to see what Nintendo does with this console. I want to see what this. Me I want to see if this thing too, really man. is what everyone's saying it is. You know, I'm very excited to sit in and watch that conference on Monday morning. You know, or afternoon, whatever it is. Go there and see it. Yeah. I want to see what they're gonna do. You know what I mean? Because if it's what they're saying, it's gonna be it's gonna be like a really big deal. So Murphy D writes in with more E3 questions. Colin, yes. he's got three. Number one, what is slash are your most weirdest or baffling moments at any E3? For me, another one. I have a perfect one, but go ahead. Yes. Watching the, the Nintendo conference when they did Wii Music and watching that dude drum for like oh, yeah, three minutes. Isn't there a great GIF There's of There's a great it? GIF of him doing it. And like I I screen capped my screen and put up my blog. I was like, what the hell, Nintendo? Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was rough. My, my, my biggest what the fuck moment. Uh, was last year and it had nothing to do with anything that was going on at the show itself. I walk into the bathroom <laughs> near the near the. Uh, yeah. This is like a, I love this story. Okay. It's a, it's a simple story, basic story. I walk into the bathroom near the war room and I I just you know I'm using the urinal and who si- uh, sidles up next to me but Miyamoto. Okay. Peeing in the toilet next to me and then and then we go and use the uh, wash our hands next to each other. I don't say anything because I know this oh, guy probably gets hassled all the time. But yeah, I look yeah. at him and he kind of smiles at me and I'm like that's. That is like one of the most surreal things that ever happened to me. Like I just, you know, because you're just peeing and then you always kind of just like look. Someone yeah. walks up and you just kind of look and I'm like, it's like Miyamoto just like taking a piss. And I was like, this is great. Yeah, I, always do, I always do the fake sneeze so I can look over the Walter Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, out of the three big companies, who is the most approved? Sony. Yeah, I mean, like they have to wash a lot of bad taste out of people's mouths, right? They and they have to handle it with such TLC. How how do you present this? How do you how do you admit that you re- you know this got screwed up and we're sorry, but let's talk about cool stuff. That's a hard transition to make at a conference. And that's, that's why usually, hey, did I just see a bunch of people wearing ponchos? And like, yeah, I mean, that, that, but that's why I think Kevin Butler will be there because I think they can do a nice segue, a parlay into yeah. But at what a point, humor? But and, at what point does Kevin Butler being there become kind of indignant? You know, to like what has happened, like downplaying yeah, this credit card and all this. That's a good point. Um, but I think you know, apart from the PlayStation Network outage or whatever, I think the the company with the most murky, like nebulous future, honestly, is Microsoft. Because there's just no, there's no really no games coming out this year that anyone cares about except for Gears and like in and you know maybe that rumored Halo remake or whatever that people wipe have been talking out. about for a while. Got the Wipeout on the connect. oh Wipeout connect yeah Wipeout connect. But then like they, I don't believe for a second that they don't have anything else. Oh yeah, you know? totally and right. And so it's like you know I suspect that I don't think we're gonna hear about the new Xbox this year, but I think that they're gonna have like a a, a wave of titles that are gonna be out this fall and certainly next year because like otherwise. What are they doing? You know, like it just seems like a weird time to not compete with PlayStation. So, out of the three companies, who do you think has the worst sh- or will have the worst showing? It's a hard question, right? I think here, here's how E3 usually goes: is that Nintendo is underwhelming. No offense to the Nintendo people, I'm just talking recent years. Right, right. And I'm saying, usually, oh, no doubt, Nintendo's been abysmal the last few years. Microsoft has a decent to really good showing. And then Sony, I always think, has a really good showing, like blah, blah. But then most people in the office think Xbox had a better showing. So what I'm assuming is going to happen is that Xbox is going to come out and have this showing, and they're going to show Assassin's Creed Revelations, and they're going to show blah, blah, blah. But these are all going to be third-party games. Yeah, yeah. So then when you look back at the conference, they're going to be like, they had all these cool announcements and exclusive trailers. But then it's going to be like, well, I can play that on the PS3 while PS3 was showing me uh, Oni 2, <laughs> whatever, Oni 2. <laughs> whatever exclusive they have for next year. The Summoner <laughs> Returns. The Bouncer 2. Um, Bounce Harder. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think Microsoft has the most to prove and the most to lose this year mm-hmm. because I, I think, I think the like I said, I think the logical question is like, what the hell is going on? And like, what am I going to play? You know, like yeah. if I'm an Xbox gamer, I'm, I'm asking myself like, why do, what do I have in between now and Gears? And then what do I have after that? No, well, at least with PlayStation, we know that even if we know we don't, you know, Starhawk's a way off in Team Eco Collection and and uh, uh, the Last Guardian and stuff like that. We know that those are like next year and assume, you know, presumably. And so we still have all these great games to look forward to this year. You know, exciting games, Resistance and Twisted Metal and Uncharted and all that stuff. And then we have this stuff next year. Plus God, all Twisted the, Metal, I always forget that. This plus year. all the third party stuff. So you know, because I'm really excited about Rage and Skyrim and and all that kind of stuff. There's so many games this year. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great year. So I, I think that Sony is going to fall somewhere in the middle, and then I think Nintendo and Microsoft can really win or lose it. Colin? Yes? I've let you talk long enough about these video games. Okay. It's time to talk about some real shit, okay. comic books. Oh, okay. Christopher writes in, Greg, how do you feel about DC rebooting the universe and starting with 52 number one issues? A younger Kal-El with no marriage and maybe no more Superboy? Question mark. Uh, Christopher. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Well, let's get... We don't know concrete things. Okay. Yes, they are re- rebooting the universe. Yes, they are doing 52 number ones. Yes, they're dialing their characters back to be a bit younger. It makes sense. They haven't gone into specifics as far as like, you know, what does this mean for like a, Robbins or what does this mean for Lois and Clark and blah, blah. I'm assuming, yeah, Clark and Lois aren't together because if you've got a younger Superman, that doesn't make any sense. Chris Front, I'm excited. I like comics. I like good comic book stories. I like the idea of Jeff Johns writing Justice League Jim Lee drawing Justice League. That's all awesome. And I like, and I do like, trust the people who make DC. I'm heartbroken that Clark and Lois are breaking up. I like them being together. But, as we all know from being comic book fans, there's always going to be Elseworld tales. Everybody's always going to know the status quo is that Clark and Lois end up together. So, I, and also, they haven't really, and maybe I, I've, I've been kind of busy with video game stuff this week. I've been trying to keep up the best I can. They still haven't, to my knowledge, said publicly, we're going all these number ones and we're never doing any of the old books again. I'm saying maybe they you know maybe they do let you know Elseworld kind of things hook up maybe or go on are these things ongoing forever I'm confused I don't trust comic book companies they like to tell you certain things and then do other things so I'm not terrified I'm excited the biggest news of course that DC Comics finally listened to me Greg Miller and the Beyond fans and uh, made are making these books day and date digital from the very beginning so I'll be able to buy them on my iPad on Wednesday I'll be able to spend $52 the first day all these issues come out so I'm excited cool also, Beyond fans, thank you very much. Last uh, week, we had uh, the Tech Tower, uh, Scott Lowe, on the show. And we said, oh, yeah, and, you know, Scott Lowe is Yo Scott Lowe on Twitter, and that's dumb. Scott Lowe went into this whole story about how the, there's a guy who has Scott Lowe on Twitter, but he won't give it up. And we said, well, Beyond fans, you know, go on Twitter and say, at Scott Lowe, give right. it up to Yo Scott Lowe. And at Scott Lowe gave it up. Really? So now Scott Lowe is Scott Lowe on Twitter, all because of you guys. You that's did funny. great. And gals. I wonder what, what convinced him. I think it was 300 people tweeting at him saying, don't be a jerk, you don't tweet, why do you care what your name is? So, thank you to the real Scott. Yeah, now. yeah that's cool. Well, now we just got to get Mrs. Lime to <laughs> Yes, as anybody, remember everybody, we want Charles to be Mr. Slime on Twitter, but there's a woman named Mrs. Lime. So, everybody <laughs> tweet at Mrs. Lime and tell her, knock that shit off. Um, Charlie Gadsden wants to take us to task. Okay. He raises some interesting points. Okay. Hey, Beyond. A few weeks back, you talked about how inappropriate it would be for the press at E3 to boo Sony or any other company for certain announcements, PSN outage, etc. Colin called it, quote, Bush League stuff. That's understandable. But why is it okay when the press applauds announcements like, I'm sorry, why is it okay when the press applauds announcements that they like or cry on occasion? Isn't that an emotional reaction? Just Is someone like crying at be? E3? Uh, well, I'm sure they have. How ironic <laughs> How ironic that critics are allowed to s- applaud a company for smart business moves in public, but not acceptable for them to critique them in a similar fashion. All right, Charlie Gadsden. You raise an interesting broad stroke. However, I think we're talking apples and oranges here real quick. Um, at a press conference, like Sony's, w- will be this year and has been in the past, when you watch people freak out that Kevin Butler's there and like clap and like yell from the crowd, nine times out of ten, those are fans. Like, there's a lot of people who get in through the PlayStation Underground or whatever the blog's running at that time to get in, to get the free shirts. They get they get to be there and be fans. Right, That's right. what their whole point is. That's, I understand them doing it. Clapping for me at the end of a press conference isn't so much as, yeah, I'm like, I don't yell like I'm in a wrestling show. Right, right. I clap like, you know, good job on your, you know, thank you for presenting. Yeah, you know it's what polite. I mean? in the same, even when I see a bad presentation, I usually clap just to, you know, it's hard. Public speaking's hard. Public speaking in front of millions of people on a live stream is hard as well. All that said, clapping no matter what you're doing is this is okay feedback for whatever you're doing. Standing, boom! Like, yeah. It's not like 1930s vaudeville. Yeah. <laughs> I don't bring tomatoes and heads of lettuce to events. Yeah. That is not the same. That's apple and orange criticism. That's the same way when the whole. Dead Space thing with me and the Reddit kids happened, right? When they just wrote in and said I was a middle schooler. I wrote like a middle schooler. That's not that's not critiquing me. That's being a dick. Right. When you write in and say, you have a run-on sentence here. This is a problem. You should have done – that makes sense. You're giving me feedback on what I fucked up. You know, that's the difference there. So yeah, I, get- I agree. I agree. I mean, there's a difference between being polite and being rude. And I think that, 
you know, you're invited to this. You don't have to go, and they don't have to let you in. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, just like, you know, if they, they're like, oh, you know, Resistance 4, and I'll be like, oh, that's exciting, and I'll clap. You, you cry? Know? No, I, mean, I, I'll hope cry. They, I hope you cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nathan Hale! Oh, he's back! <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't think that they're really comparable, to be honest. All right. Um... I'm going to do this last thing here. Christopher Lay wrote in. He says, I'm attending this year's E3 with my friend for the first time, and it's a dream come true for the both of us. It would be great to get invites to the IGN E3 party, as we don't have connections to the major events like Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft. Could you please let us know how we get invited to the IGN event? No, Christopher Lee. Um, I, I don't know if you've noticed. IGN's a big place. Big, huge, huge place. Yesterday, there was a guy standing at the front desk when I got my coffee. And I go, I'm sorry, do you need help? And he goes, no, I work here. And I go, all right. And I walked away. Um, <laughs> I don't know everyone I work with. The parties, the IGN party is uh, is much more run by our advertising. Yeah, it's not for Marketing, us. yeah. Uh, are you going to the IGN party? Come no. Yeah, I, th- I think I am. I think there's like f- usually four editors actually get an invite or a nod to actually go to this party and stand around people we don't know. And I, I, I honestly, like, until the last day of E3, pretty habitually, I don't go to parties. Because yeah, totally. I just, uh, I have too much work to do. And then I, like, if there's a moment to rest, if I can get, like, six hours of sleep, then I'm going to take advantage of that. Yeah. You know? And I'm not yeah, going to be hungover. It, for people who listen to the podcast beyond GDC Diaries, where we walked around and got drunk and ate food all the time, that's not E3. E3 is see games all day long, go to the war room, write about games all night, or go to events that night. Then finish up around, like, 1 to 3 in the morning, go to bed, get a few hours, get up, do it all over again. Hopefully it won't be that bad this year, I think, because we had so many exclusives and so many people did pre-E3 events and stuff but you never know so it's not really a party atmosphere for IGN other right. sites I don't, and publications I don't know how they want to run it um Jeffrey wrote in said hey PSN's back how about I give away some LA Noir DLC cool and I said you know what Jeffrey you do that 824T42NJPTH9 yeah. ladies and gentlemen thank you for being a part of podcast me on if you want to be on the show, damn it, I missed the bucket. That's all right. Ah, if you want to be on the show, remember you can reach us at beyond at IGN.com. A lot of people said, how do I get my music on the end of Beyond? You, you write into beyond at IGN.com. Cool. Attach, the, attach right there. Clements yeah, goes Clements through. Goes through. Uh, you want to be part of our lives? Awesome. Come to IGN.com. Follow IGN on Twitter at IGN. Follow me on Twitter at GameOverGreggy. Follow Colin on Twitter at No Taxation. Follow Ryan Clements, who's no longer with us, <laughs> at uh, Pwam Cider, P-W-A-M. Follow the voice of uh, Cole on Infamous 2 there, Eric Layden, at Eric Layden. Din. You know what I mean? L- like dinner. There you go. E-R-I-C-L-A-D-I-N. Yeah. Uh, rate us on iTunes if you haven't done that. We, we like that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a general housekeeping. Colin, take me home. Uh, what, do we have a song? Uh, no. Uh, I don't want to get viruses on my computer. I got Last night I'm working, right? Firefox continually freezes up and crashes, so I have to go to Internet Explorer. And then I start getting this pop-up saying, hey, do you want to update brand task manager? I'm like, oh, geez, this is not normal. So I didn't want to start downloading stuff today. I like Whenever I like weird stuff like that happens on my computer, I just go to like restore it from like two days before that, and then everything's fine. Interesting. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good little thing. Um, I guess it's because I, I was looking at some Blake Lively photos. But, uh, Colin, what old song would you like to sing together? Um, we we did one the other day. Remember we did it? Yeah. What what did we do? We did Duran Duran. Yeah. So she's different though. Um. Remember we podcast beyond tradition. We end on a song. I don't know. Uh, you know, take me home tonight. Uh, just the chorus. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. How about um? <sighs> Give me a three eleven song that was on the radio that I would know. I don't down. What about Amber? Amber. Whoa. Amber is the color of your energy. Whoa! <laughs> uh, d- dreams of gold fade naturally, naturally, or something like that. I don't. I don't know. I hate that. Never ship to the sea. <laughs> That's so. Easy. I hate. I hate that song. Beyond. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.